Welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast, where we talk about geeky and media-related everything. I'm the host, Carol, and with me as always is my co-host, Fred. Yeah, hello and welcome to this episode where... Uh, in this episode we're going to talk about... Who knows? Because we don't know. Who knows? Which is kind of our podcast <laughs> when I think about it. This is this is the next evolution of our podcast. Yeah, Just, we're making a normal a podcast prepared. this episode. <laughs> like uh, everyone else, uh, else podcast is like, I don't think most know, know really what they're going to talk about. They just start talking. But I feel like because this format where we, we where we wanted to, we we today and today we wanted to make something more casual, just bring up topics that we normally wouldn't like to make a full episode of, or just anything that's happening right now that's relevant. No, it was because we needed a fast episode because I had been sick the last two weeks. Shh! Don't tell them that. That's our secret. Is that a secret that I have been sick? No, I've been posting quite frequently on tw- on Twitter that you've been saying. You have? I have, I have. When you released uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox uh, episode, I mentioned how brave you were for fixing the audio. Oh, I, I, I actually managed to... that I edited that finished the day just before I got sick. So you were quite lucky, actually, because, like, you, you, you didn't sit with it when you were sick. Uh, no. Yeah, the the ne- the next day I got sick and I was sick for like all like two weeks. And uh, I you if I'm being honest, Carol, you probably wouldn't really like me when I'm sick because when I'm sick, I I, I complain over like every tiny little thing. I don't think I've ever I I don't think I've seen you sick once. So maybe that's better for me if I, I if I no, didn't see No, because I usually don't get sick that often. But when I do get sick, when that happens, I get really sick. So what were you doing uh, while you were recovering? Um, mostly watching TV, to be honest. Um, like like you you don't you don't feel like you have power really to do anything else. Like you you just have the TV on and. Uh, there were a lot of sports on when I was sick, so there was some kind of uh, Euro um, Euro Championship week, if I understood it correctly. So I watched. Yeah, like you, like you surprised me by mentioning soccer. Like we never talk about soccer, and you were like getting ready to watch the finals. Yeah, that wasn't that week, uh, but uh, yeah. I wasn't really planning on watching a, a lot of sports, but uh, as I said, I was sick and you just kind of have the TV on. Well, seeing that you had so much time, uh, did you know that Tony the Tiger, the serial mascot, has debuted as a, as a virtual YouTuber? Yes, what? Yeah. So, do you know what VTubing is? Yeah, it, do, do I know? I have a friend that tells me about ev- everything and I don't understand one bit of it. He must be a very cool friend. Yeah. But nevertheless, so uh, so the people at Kellogg's were thinking like, oh, VTubing, it's like a br- brand new shiny thing. So they convinced Tony's voice actor, 
to be a VTuber. Uh, the fallout of that was that they deleted the channel and deleted all the videos of the event. What? What happened in that event? Yeah, so it, it's so let's recap. Tony the Tiger is really popular online. Like, really. Okay, a okay, of... I, I, I understood what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah, so you can guess that when they opened their Twitter, you, there was a lot of very, very, very kind words, mm -hmm. although a lot of it was horny. And... Uh, when some thirsty. Yeah, just like a lot of requests for frosted flakes. <laughs> oh, what a nice yeah. cereal bowl you have there. Yeah, but with Twitter is that you can also send pictures, so they just received a lot of porn. Uh, VTuber. Ah, the internet, you never disappoint, do you? So what fun is with VTubing, a lot of VTubers also kind of, there is this culture of being kind of horny. Like, a lot of people have booby models, or like very hot personas. Mm. So when he debuted, the chat went just ballistic. Like, oh, Tony, frost my flags. Oh, Tony, give me your handkerchief. You're so sexy, Tony. And this poor 50 or 60-year-old man just couldn't really cope with the, that, like, with with this situation. I, 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 I suddenly understand why they deleted it, Carol. But you don't even understand. Like, not only he acknowledged the messages, like, because the whole event, it was like a Frosted Flakes Fallout tournament. Mm. So what happened was, there were other contestants, wow. and they were horny for Tony too. They were, like, asking him for his sweaty t-shirts and stuff. Wait, how was it a competition? What did they do? So, uh, they were playing Fall Guys uh, on stream. There was like a tournament to see who would win. Oh, okay. And some of the contestants were beginning to talk, Oh, yeah, mm, do you maybe have like a handkerchief that you use, maybe from the gym? And like, the, uh, there's like, there's, there was like, I'm sorry, I'm just like clamming up. But there was this other dude saying like, Or, you know, what's, what better would be for a prize for you to have your shirt that you wear to the gym? Like, pre preferably a day old. And it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> do, do, do people want their cartoon characters to talk dirty? Actually, don't answer that when I think about it. I am stopping myself with all the bite I, I have in my body. <laughs> but on top of that, Tony the Tiger did the Ara Ara on stream. Okay. So, so it's another trope. So when in anime, there's like an like a like a motherly milf figure. There's a lot of like memes about like them going ooh ara ara. Yeah, uh, I think you... I think I've heard of this. Yeah. So he did that too. <laughs> ah, how nice. Did they, they, they do do everything in the Tony the Tiger voice? I mean, that's like his regular voice. I feel like. Is it? Yeah. Like, he just has this deep, raspy voice that really gets people going. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, because, anyway. because, voice, because I feel like a lot of voice actors that are famous for some kind of role or something, they usually don't sound like that famous role. Maybe, wait, maybe I said that wrong. Because... 
for me at least, it feels like that could be his natural voice. It just yeah, sounds you don't that know good. What you mean? I yeah, I actually don't know if that's his real voice or not. Okay, it it probably isn't Carol. It probably isn't, but damn, <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Do you do you know do you know some voice actors actually? Uh, I mean, what do you mean by do you know? Like personally, or just some online personality? No, some of the more famous name like Tom Kenny, Jim Cummings, Tara Strong. So I know Tara Strong because she uh, was in My Little Pony, right? Uh, yeah, she has been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She was and the I... voice of Ben 10 in the original cartoon, for example. Oh my god, you're right. Now I can actually, like, see it. I didn't know that. <laughs> now you know. And I loved Ben 10. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I was thinking, because for me, more... <laughs> I think it's just, like, because of D&D. I know a lot of the voices from Vox Machina, or just from, like, yeah, from Critical Role, because they are, like, prolific voice actors. Oh, okay. Is there a big uh, voice acting community there? Yeah, I mean, Critical Role, they usually... I mean, not usually. Almost all of the uh, players are in the voice acting industry. Oh, okay. So, so for tra- uh, for example, like uh, Miss, M- Mr. Travis, I don't... Callingham, his name is. So, he voices a lot of video game characters. Even Knuckles uh, from Sonic. Oh, and you can hear a lot of the, like, uh, oh my god, I, I'm i gonna sound like such a fake fan, but I haven't seen Critical Role in so long. I just remember, like, I just catch their voices while playing video games. Oh, okay. Have you, have you, uh, speaking of Sonic, have you seen uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Uh, the Sonic sequel. the what? The sequel movie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I think our plan was to watch it together, was it not? Was it? We have seen the first one together. Yeah, so I was just assuming we would see the, sec- the second one as well. Eh, we might we might as well, I guess. An episode in the works? Who knows? Eh, who knows. We saw Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and we didn't do an episode about that. True, but sometimes... I feel like we don't have to we don't have to talk about every media we see and make an episode out of it. No, we don't. Because sometimes I, it's nice to just have it between us. Yeah, I agree. Like because I feel like at least me, if we're going to talk about a topic, I want to have something to say about it. So that's why I approach it in a different way. Like I take notes, I pause the film, I think about it. Hmm. So, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, media in general, do you want to talk about the Warner, Warner Brothers Discovery tax thing going on? Uh, uh, I wish I was more informed, but we, we can touch upon that. Uh, we, we talked about it privately. We, maybe we haven't read the whole article or things like that, but we can talk about <laughs> the, a few things that we, that we know, I guess. Um, yeah, here's, here's our opinion anyway. So, Warner Brothers and a company called Discovery has apparently merged or something like that, from what I understand. And a lot of their HBO content that they were planning on making and putting 
out on that platform has been cancelled and it, it would make sense to cancel things like things that haven't started production or things like that that if it just was in the concept stage of it but uh, they have weirdly enough canst cancelled two things that were nearly finished and one of them was a batgirl and the other one was scoob holiday hunt and apparently what why they are doing this is because of of taxes uh, yeah which is which is really dumb because now a lot but they're not even canceling shows they're taking them fully off the platform mm. and we're not talking about only canceling movies they have taken off full series from hbo max which you can't get anywhere else there you can't find them online mm. legally and you can't even bu like buy m box series anymore yeah but even even if taxes played a role i'm not sure how exactly if a, if a film is almost finished how why do you cancel that you can still make a profit by releasing it well i mean that depends because there's also like marketing involved and i wouldn't even know about the upcoming scooby doo movie if we're not for this event. Yeah, it was kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. Christ wasn't Christmas big. movies usually do pretty good, so... But did we have already enough, like, Scooby-Doo Christmas movies? Uh, there's Scooby-Doo uh, Christmas themed episode where they kind of are like mysteries in the snow, but I'm not sure about exactly how... The holiday Christmas. Have, have you have you seen the original Scoob? Scoob? I'm more of the Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated fan. Yeah, but but I remember because I'm a Scooby Doo fan as a as a whole of the whole franchise. So I remember I actually tried to watch uh, Scoob when that came out. I was a little bit excited, and. I watched the, the movie and something that w was so weird about it was that it was the least Scooby-Doo movie I think I have seen. Like the movie didn't feel like Scooby-Doo at all. It, they introduced this blue falcon who's an old cartoon character and they kind of try to introduce him like a yoki su su superhero character and it just didn't work well. Like... If you have Scooby-Doo, you want the mystery. You want the gang together. You, wa yeah. you want Scooby and Shaggy to make yo jokes and e eat a lot of stuff. But I also wanted to say, because I, I wasn't even... I'm, I'm, I, in the old series, I get it. There were other properties they wanted to cross over with, and they wanted to make, they make them more popular. But if you're making a new Scooby-Doo movie in a wholly different style, it's almost like a reboot. And you're also shoving in the, the, the Falcon. Like, so is this a Scooby-Doo movie or are you trying to backdoor pilot another series in a first movie? Well, I think this has died down by now. But when they originally made Scooby, it was kind of like a beginning for an Hanna-Barbera um 
cinematic universe. Which I'm not what? exactly sure how what what they were thinking about making a cinematic universe with old cartoons, but uh, yeah. Maybe they were trying to do something in similar vein of the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, that's exactly what what they were trying to do. But do you do you remember like that way when the MCU uh, was uh, was so. so was beginning to become successful and like yeah. ev- everything was going to have a cinematic universe like uh, I, I remember I, I was hearing about Robin Hood uh, getting a cinematic universe where like every Robin Hood character was like getting a movie this is the first time I'm hearing of this but I, I guess that's why it didn't pan out mm. there, wa- there was also like a uh, Universal monster movies that were supposed to be a cinematic universe and they even got uh, actors for it like Russell Crowe, Johnny Depp was going to be one monster and yeah I've heard that too actually Mm. I've heard whispers about it because because wasn't it like tangentially connected to uh, the Dead by Daylight debacle with the pinwheel character. Um, I'm not sure about that. I just remember that that cinematic universe died by, died after one movie, which was The Mummy, uh, starring Tom Cruise. Oh my God! Yeah, what didn't they like release a, tra- a trailer without any music in it? There were just like sounds and uh, like grunts. Did they? I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, so they released a full trailer without any music, without any effects, just the voice lines. So when they were like tumbling inside the plane in one of the scenes, there were just like a lot of grunts and a lot of screams. But like, it was weird. It was weird as hell. Hmm. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you the uh, the trailer sometime, hmm. like after this recording, because it's so funny. Okay, and then. Uh, uh... Do you, do you want to talk about Batgirl a bit? Do, do, are you interesting, uh, interested in seeing a Batgirl film? Well, I mean, not really. The thing is, I'm not... Uh, the, 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 the most... The best depiction of Batgirl for me was the one in Harley Quinn. Have you seen Batgirl really, really in other things? <laughs> no. I had a feeling about that. Uh, that... I would probably have rather have seen a Nightwing film before Batgirl, but I don't know. You could have done some, or you can do some interesting things with every character. I feel like it's kind of just the direction you go, but yeah, it's it's kind of the, the I guess this is kind of like the unknowing thing of what would it would it have been good? Would it have been bad? We don't know. Until someone leaks the film online. Has it been leaked online? No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, what if in the future somebody leaks the movie? Oh. Can be a Deadpool situation where someone leaked the trailer and... Oh, now they, they, they are green-lighted for making a movie. But do you think that uh, that somebody actually leaked the movie? Or, like, the trailer? Because I feel like I, I, it was just something to prop up the hype for, for it. I'm not c- certain, actually, because... Uh, 
it, it could have been leaked, but it it almost feels like there was someone that working that had been trying to make the the movie for for a time and. Because the uh, studio uh, always says, <laughs> because the all studio always said no, it's they kind of like, oh, we're going to leak it. Well, it it made two uh, pretty, or or two uh, good films, I would say. I'd say they were pretty good. Like I can definitely say that the first that the first one was good, and the second one, imp- it wasn't like. Super spectacular, but it was like improvement over the first one. I like the first one bad, better, to be honest. I like them almost equally. Okay. Uh, so, at, so but, I actually but, wanted to but, mention... But, uh, one thing that I feel about the Deadpool movies is that R- Ryan Reynolds is kind of just playing himself. I don't think it's actually himself. No, I well, think m- he, m- maybe... he definitely lets, let, let, lets go and has fun on the set. Yeah, kind of, kind of but... No, not actually himself. Maybe a more R-rated version version of himself, but yeah. Like, imagine if he actually acted like Deadpool in real life. Mm. That'd be disastrous. Mm. So, um, the the whole cancellation thing, we we don't fully understand it, but. It, it, it is still such a weird thing to cancel two things that were practically finished. But the worst thing for me, at least, was because, as I said, they took away entire series and the entire, like, libraries. You can't get stuff online anymore. It was the... Uh, they took away Infinity Train and OKKO, OK mm. which is what, like, there were two, two of my favorite series that they had on the platform. Yeah. Sucks for you, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I appreciate your, your concern. Sorry. Uh, uh, but also, I wanted to say, when you were sick, you missed the Splatoon 3 uh, Splatfest premiere. Yeah, I guess I did. It was just bazonkers. Uh, so, uh, the, just the Twitter crowd, there were like a lot of like fights, uh, there were like favoritism, they introduced a new game mode. I, tr- I, I tried my hand, I joined Team Paper because I was rooting for big men. Um, there are now three idols, so there are three teams each Splatfest. Mm-hmm. There are loads of cool new weapons, the, the new hub is amazing, it's like a full-on festival music. Like, people were writing, I love men, I love big men. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> or like, yaoi. <laughs> Lots of like Among Us, uh, Among Us uh, or Among Guy, everywhere mm. on the posts. It was amazing. So, I actually after playing this Splatfest, I I kind of want to get this the third game. Like it was really cool. Yeah, um, I'm I'm planning on getting getting it. But have you finished uh, the second one? But what do you mean by finish exactly? Well, I know. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a multiplayer game first, but it has a story mode or even two with with a DLC. Yeah, I I finished that, but that was a long time ago. Did you do you have Octo expansion? Mm, no. It's DLC with Maureen and Pearl in the second one. No, I don't think I have that one, but I remember a long time ago that I finished like the main story. Because it's quite significant 
to the events of Splat 2, because Splatoon 2 ended with a final fest. Where can the I, can was... I just say that I don't really care about the lore of Splatoon? But it's one of the best figures about the game! <laughs> I think it's a fun game to play. <laughs> well, I mean, that's also valid. Like, you can enjoy a game without getting to the lore. Well, I don't know, sometimes I like stories in in games, but usually when a, when a cutscene come up in some certain games, I'm kind of like, can I skip this so I can play again? I like cutscenes. I, I like... Well, well it that's... depends on the game. If, like, if it's like an RPG or something like that, then uh, I, I'm more interested in the story. Well, for me... I feel like, like I want the best example where I feel like the cutscenes or like the treat, like the best part of the video game would be the Uncharted series. Like, okay, it has nice action, but like the later titles, it feels like a movie, mm. and it and it feels good. Like I'm not complaining. I want to see more. I I, uh, I bought the Uncharted trilogy for a, a while ago, but I haven't actually gotten to play it yet. There is an online mode, like mission mode. Okay. So we could give it a we can give it a whirl. Uh, in in the original trilogy. Yeah, uh, I know that the second one has an online mode. Oh, okay. That's more. Yeah, than, that's put, more than I know. <laughs> yeah, because I I played the second one, uh, like to the to the death. Uh, it was like one of the favorite games amongst me and my cousins. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> there is a fun thing because it wasn't in the second one uh, so uh, Drake has a girlfriend or like an ex-girlfriend called Helena, Helena. Yeah, uh, and uh, she is a reporter and, right yeah and in some of these missions because you, your companions can't die so we used Helena as a tank so she could tank all the uh, like all the shoots from, from the RPG and she just lived like no problem. She 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 ate them up up every single time. Yeah, that's Helena for you. <laughs> the unbreakable. I can take a thousand bullets for you. Yeah, but Drake still cannot commit. Yeah, he he did one. commit eventually, didn't he? Oh my God! Com about commitment. How much do you care about Xenoblade Three spoilers? Um, is it a major? Is it a major spoiler? It's like a major, major, major. It's like an endgame spoiler. Um, maybe I maybe we can take it another time, because I feel like our listeners also would would, would be spoiled. Uh, okay, let's let's wait in that case. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that Rex is a absolute Chad, and that's all I'm gonna say. Is Rex in this game? I don't know. You're gonna have to play Xenoblade Free Chronicles to find out. The the uh, I, I I remember playing Xenoblade Chronicles too, and I I I had a little bit of a problem with the the com combat system. I found it confusing. I remember. Oh yeah, well I've seen some clips, and I'm not. I just don't know what's happening. I just see people screaming. Hmm. Uh, like, like in the beginning of the game, it's like you, you, you're, ba you're barely controlling what he is even doing. 
sometimes you press uh, you press a button to do a special attack but he he kind of is just attacking by himself yeah so i mean from what i've heard online it like the combat the combat gets better the further you are in the game because there's like more stuff to do mm. but i agree it feels like it it looks like it's very automatic so that's why i'm reckoning to get to give it a whirl mm. Uh, like the like the story and characters lo- looks pretty interesting. I gotta say for the third one, I really like the instrument that he's playing. It kind of gives a mystical feeling. I feel. Uh, I, I feel. But the thing is, would you give the third one a go if you haven't played the other ones? Well, in your opinion. As I said, I'm not sure because I ha- I have heard that the third one is supposedly to have a similar combat system to the second one, and I wasn't that, that big fan of that, so I'm not sure actually. But I like the setup, like uh, in a world where people only live for two f- between like two five years. And after that, you just turn into dust. Like mm. it's interesting. Well, like, what you guys yeah, do the with story, your time? Yeah, the story is definitely definitely interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, m- maybe I don't I don't know. But uh, I actually wanted to recommend a series to you. Um, so uh, there is on HBO Max because I still have the subscription. Mm. There is a series called The Gilded Age. The Gilded Age. Yes. Why, do, why does that sound f- familiar to me? Uh, it's a story about like 1950s or 1890s. Very old timey. Oh, I have you, seen you... this one. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've, 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 it? Seen, I've seen all episodes of it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I've seen only up to episode five, I think. I'm on, on the fifth episode. Yeah, it, it, it's a. Uh... It's uh, it's from the same creators as the one from Downtown Abbey. And my Ooh. my mother recommended this to me. You you can say and I watched it and I watched all nine episodes. I I I enjoyed it. Yeah, like it's a surprise. Like not only like oh my god, who plays the one of the aunts, Miss Rajit? Yeah, here's the t- uh, thing about me and TV series, Carol. I don't remember a single name. <laughs> Wait, I am looking up the actors because I need to say the name of her. Say her name. Pam 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 pam. I can where help me IMDB here. The Gilded Age TV series. Do do, do you want to know something that re- really fascinated me when I w- watched the show? Because mm-hmm. this takes place in like New York uh, when, um, right around when the the lights were invented and things like that, um, and uh, something that just in- interested me was that uh, there there were roads in New York, but there were like. But there do- doesn't exist cars yet, but the road still looks like. They they are, they are road for cars. I, I, I haven't I haven't given it that much thought honestly. Maybe I'll maybe in the next episode I'll, I'll look more closely at the roads. I, I don't know. I just I just found that interesting because of, of, of course there existed roads before, but 
I just found it interesting how the roads still looked like... Yeah, so wide. Yeah, still looked like roads with cars, but they... There, there wasn't any cars existing yet, so they would, it was uh, horse and... Uh, what what is that word in English? Carriages. Hor- horse and carriages. Yeah, or like wagons, or like... Or like other words for carriages, mm. <laughs> like wagons. I don't know. But I don't know why I found that so interesting. It was. It's just something that you don't really think about. I feel like. Uh, but I found the name of the actress who plays one of the aunts. So Christine Baranski, you know the t- the tough aunt of the main character. Okay. She is such a good actress. I remember her playing in the Good Wife and then in the Good in the Good Fight. And, and she just slays the role as this caring, but surly, but like... Uh, a woman with experience. Exactly. It's, it feels similar from her role in The Good Wife, but adjusted to the setting of The Gilded Age. Yeah, I, I, actually, I really like the, uh, the, the show. I'm looking forward to season two. It had nine episodes in seasons one and... How many did you say that you have seen yet? I am on the fourth episode, thanks to the episode list. Okay. Then you have some catching Wait. up to do, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm still watching it, but it's just that I am rooting for, because the, 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 the new money couple. Mm. I am just so rooting for the wife because she is being so excluded from high society because she doesn't fit their like traditionalist definitions of and rules of royalty like yeah. i just want her to be in so bad it's it's weird in some way because they are getting rich and they are going getting really rich really fast so they will soon be like a, a top of the mountain but because they haven't had this uh, history of being rich they don't really get into the society but the society has those specific rules exactly to stop to stop people from like them to getting like to being in mm. because like they still they have boatloads of money they literally like saved their entire company from going bankrupt because of how much money they got but they're still excluded and they're still outsiders and it because they don't conform to the rules mm. the rules are meant to exclude them to keep the old money in power the old money in power. Exactly. Like, it's it's so good. And I just, like, I admire her drive, Miss Barr. To, like, because this is, like, this is the, the thing her mother wanted. And it's also what she wants. And, like, this is her dream. And she hasn't even reached. And she can't get it. Because they were, they, they're doing everything in their power to, like, stop her. Did, did you see Downton Abbey when that was airing? I have not seen it. Me... I, I haven't really seen it either. I but would you, do you think it do you think it's similar in 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 style of this show, The Gilded Age? I have seen the two first episodes of Downtown Abbey, but uh, I, I I in Downtown Abbey I felt like there was a little bit more focus on the worker workers on the house. There's a, there is focus on the Gilded Age too, but I felt like it was more in Downtown Abbey. 
Yeah, because some of the uh, some of the working class in the building they have their own little quirks and and plots, but the focus is between the struggle between between the old money and the new money. I think I, if it's similar to this, I think I would enjoy it. It has some similarities. I wouldn't say that it is completely the same, but yeah, it's but it's about the upper class too. I can say. But I find this so pleasant because this is just a period like this is a period uh, drama slash mm. like uh, like just just how did, just drama between these two how did you find this show because i don't feel like this is a show that you would find normally i think i'd seen few advertisements on youtube oh okay and from there, I kind of forgot about it, and I got a subscription to HBO Max, and I see the sign, like, this is a sign, I have to see it now. Oh, okay. So you have gotten HBO Max after yeah. <laughs> after that whole debacle. <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, HBO Max has cancelled everything. Carol, I think I will get a, subscrip a subscription. No, 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 no. In my defense, I still had it from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, okay. I just... I just and also the funny thing is because I got it for Mr. Fox and then I got lost my credit card so now I even have an excuse to not renew my subscription if if but I now have to binge the entire entire series in two oh, days. Carol, uh, Carol and losing things. Uh, uh, actually, actually, can you can you tell the story about that the night you you went to a drag show? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you, can, know, can, can you tell it? Because it's, I found it really funny. <laughs> I mean, I can. So, basically, uh, where we live, it's pretty close to, to a city where Trixie Mattel was performing. I find Trixie Mattel to be one of the like, coolest people online. She's a marvelous drag queen. I love her shows. I love her podcast. I love, uh, I love what she does on UN. Uh, and I bought the tickets. Nobody wanted to go with me. Uh, else. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't ask me, but I would have said no anyways. I mean, I don't think drag shows, and specifically this one person that I really, really like, is gonna be up to your taste. No, no, I said, you didn't ask me, but I would have said no. <laughs> so basically, what I did was, I went to... I, <laughs> if I say the town, I'm gonna dox, I'm gonna dox myself. Um, I can delete so it if you want. So I went to, to the town and I got an electric bike. I, uh, <laughs> first of all, my phone died, uh, or well, not died, but I didn't have internet connect connection. So I had to go to a local Starbucks and download a offline Google map. I got myself a, a electric scooter and then I rushed because I was late because before that I, uh, I was in like heavy, evening traffic so i was already late like like half an hour i was rushing to get my train i miraculously got on time after the train i rushed to get an electric uh, bike i biked as far as i could on my downloaded google maps uh also the electric bike was an app so when i got to the venue i was an hour earlier my phone was dead so i couldn't cancel the goddamn app uh it was I. It was an after the show. Uh, I had to open up my app again, get get to the show. My phone died, so I couldn't pay for anything. I 
paid a I got a ticket for my for the for my for the parking of my car I paid like an exuberant amount of money for the electric bike because it was still running for the three hours duration of the drag show I lost uh, the ticket for the price was also exuberant. I got lost. I paid so much money <laughs> And I still had a lot of fun. I would do it again. Yeah, but how much did, did, you, did you lose? It was a, a car ticket It was a It was it the, was a it was the app that was running for like the For what yeah. like four hours? Yeah, so it was the app that was running for four hours. So for the, for the electric bike, I paid five hundred kroners, which is like fifty bucks. Then I also got a ticket for my car, so another fifty bucks, hundred dollars. We're at just fines. Then I also paid for my parking fee, which also like they didn't even cover enough for me not to get the ticket, which is also like two hundred twenty-five dollars. Then also the ticket for the train fare. Uh, then. Also, I bought a very expensive hoodie. <laughs> because you gotta, you gotta get some merch if you're there. I mean, yeah, this is this is this, this, I have the T-shirt. It's so cool. I almost never use it, but I have to use more out. But the thing is, like, like my phone dying, me not having enough cash, me getting lots of tickets, me like paying the. Like, did, did you have the ticket? Did, did you have the ticket of for the event on your phone? No, thankfully not, because I'm always triple prepared. So I had the ticket on my phone. I also had two copies, two separate copies of the ticket only. Okay. <laughs> why why, did, why did you have two copies? Because if I lost one, then I would have the other. Actually, when I think about it, because it's you, you probably needed two. Exactly. And this weekend, I'm going to do the same because I'm going to see Night Vale. Okay, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> try, try to be, try to be, again. try to be a little more prepared. Uh, like, like, try to not lo lose uh, so no, much no, no. money. I have charger with me. I'm, I have my new credit card. I'm gonna have triple the tickets with me. I'm gonna download Google offline maps. I'm gonna take my own uh, skateboard instead of taking the the electric bike, and I'll be fine. Okay. I'll be fine. Uh, thank you for that story, Carol, and uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Media Bubble Podcast. Yeah, Don't... how time flies by, actually. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, I, I guess we can talk about uh, the nothing. Uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again in the next episode. Don't forget to follow us on here on YouTube, Spotify, or Twitter. Hit that bell icon and see you again in the next episode and have a wonderful day.